All right. Good morning. Let's uh, let's start out and uh, in a word of prayer and uh, give this morning to the Lord. All right, Father God, Lord, I just thank you so much uh, for all these ladies and 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 their hearts to make it here, Lord, and uh, for those that I know well and for those that I'm just going to meet today, Lord. Uh, Thank you so much for making a way for them to make it here. And, Lord, for the gals that, that can't be here today, Lord, bless them in a special way. And uh, as I know that you are able to be everywhere at once, even when we're not. And, Lord, I love you. I thank you for loving me like I am and wanting good things for me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Good morning, ladies. Um, this morning we... When we get into our small groups, we'll be going over a story that is quite familiar to a lot of us. As Connie said, I have been um, hollering at kids in the youth group room for um, a little bit past 18 years now. I have some kids that are having kids, or kids that were mine, and now they're having kids. So that's been such a blessing, and that really is my, my first love, that the Lord would call me worthy to to minister to the to the little guys because I know that they're um, very near and dear to his heart. Um, uh, I f- I fell into this, and just because some of you don't know me, um, I, I've been um, teaching you ladies for a few years now, and not as many as the as the kids for sure. Um, I am married to Gary Walquist, and um, we have five kids. And uh, one in England, one has given us our first grandbaby, another one working on his testimony, another one in the Marines, as you can see, oorah. And um, our youngest, Joe, is is a super wrestler um, at the high school. You probably see him wearing a, a white cowboy hat because he's a good guy and some cowboy boots. That's his. That's his thing. Anyways, we we are extremely blessed, and um, uh, and so let's let's get into to today's uh, lesson. Now, we in our study we went over the story of Noah, and I hope that you found a few new nuggets um, in there as you as you went through and you read the story and. It's uh, something that I've taught to the kids several times, and it's just familiar. Whether whether you read the Bible or not, almost everybody knows, you know, and there is all kinds of songs, you know, God told Noah to build them an archiarchy. As I go through this, I relate things with lyrics of songs. That's how my memory retains um, information and so the Lord's blessed me that way and so I was going through my study and there's you know third day jars of clay all kinds of um, uh, songs that have been written about uh, this story um, so the story of Noah it um, it's a story of man's freedom of choice and God's provision anyways and in life all of us whether, you know, it's something phenomenal like God's to- telling us to build a, an ark because the flood is coming and you don't even know what a flood is. And, you know, the ark is huge in magnitude. And, you know, it says at the, at the end, it gives us that piece of information that Noah was a man, 
he was a he was a farmer. He wasn't a builder, and so it, you know it was a huge undertaking. Anyways, um, we need to stay focused always. As we found out from the people that didn't get get, get to go on the ark, we all have choices in life, and there's quite, uh, uh, consequences to our action, even if our choices are not necessarily sinful. So. Friday night, I get off of work. I'm going to pick up Joe from wrestling practice. He's got a little check from Cedar Crest because he works. Gary, we live at Cedar Crest. Did I say that? We live at Cedar Crest. Gary works at Cedar Crest. And so Joe picks up some weekends and he works during summers. And so I have a little check for him to cash at the bank. And then he goes, he says, he says, hey, mom. He says, I'm going to take you for a, I'm going to take you for dinner. And I was like, nah, dude, because he had, he had a tournament the next day. I was like, dude, you need to save your money, you know, because I don't have cash to give you for the tournament the next day. And he's like, nah, ma. He goes, we're just going to go and have a taco and water. That's how I do it with my, with my buddies. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, okay, you know, I can do that. You know, it's not like I'm missing any meals and, you know, I mean, cool, you know. We, we, him and I had have been having a struggle with our, we were not simpatico. Um, he's 17, and so, mm, but I love him. Um, so, so we go, and I'm like, I'm like, yes, my boy wants us to be seen in public with me. He earned this money, and he's not the one to be very uh, generous within the family. You know, I have some other kids that are, but he's not. So that's against his grain, and I'm thinking, oh, he's growing. This is my baby, right? <laughs> And so, um, so we go, and then my daughter had called, and she's like, Mom, where are you? And I said, oh, you know, I was telling her what was going on. And she says, she says, well, when you stop by, I need you to put the screen protector on my phone. And I'm thinking, yes, two kids need me. I am so cool, you know. And it's, you know, and it, for, for some of them, it's not, you know, it happens often. But still, you like to, you know, I'm tired. It's the end of the day. And you like to be reminded that, that you are useful in many ways, you know, or at least I do. I, lo- I love those little reminders about that, you know, I, I've put enough into my kids' life that they want to be around me. They need me. They want me. And, and that's a beautiful thing. It's a blessing from the Lord, right? Because I didn't always have it together. You know, I, I, they had a rough beginning because of my choices, and so now we're on the other side of that, and by the grace of God, we I have good relationships with them. And 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 so we get done with the taco and the water. I remind the boy that he's got to leave a tip, even though the check is only little, you know, because he doesn't know these things. And so we go on to Rhiannon's house, and she lives on a on a skinny street in Arrow Bear. And I'm always nervous that I'm not parking over to the side far enough for cars to be able to come through. Sorry, I give a lot of details because that's the way my brain works, too. And so I park the car. Joe grabs the box because the package came for Rihanna, and she's Christmas shopping already. Came for Rihanna, and Joe grabs the box and is going up. And um, I park. I hope that I park over far enough not for a car to be able to fit through. There's a car coming down the road, and I think, okay, if this dude can make it through, then everybody can get through, and it's all good. Right? So Joe's going up the walkway. I hear Boo Boo, Matthias, that's my grandson. He's at the screen door and he's like, Emma, 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 you know? And I'm like, yes, Boo Boo loves me, right? (laughs) So my head is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, you know? And my heart is getting fuller and fuller. 
And so I'm looking for the car to be able to make it through. I'm looking at Boo Boo because he is beautiful, in case you didn't know. And the door hits me in the side of my leg that's already bruised. And so my reflex is to grab the door, get it off of my leg, step around so that I can shut the door. But, again, this is where the, you need to focus because these choices that I am making are not necessarily sinful. But sometimes you need to stop, collaborate, and listen, right? You need to just slow it down. And apparently I did not think about that right then. So go around the door, grab the door to get it off my leg, to step around. And because I'm on a little bit of a slant, the gravity takes the door in and the door closes. And instead of opening the door... I have the reflex, and again, another choice is to pull my hand back to me because it hurts. So, bad choice number two. Then, Joe is standing to hold the door open for me because, again, he's growing, and he wants to be a gentleman, so, you know, he's holding the door open for me, and Boo-Boo's hollering for me, and, and he doesn't really know what's going on at this point in time because it's, you know, I'm just at an angle, so it's hidden for him. And at first, it's not bleeding. So I'm like, okay, it just hurts. It's just going to be swollen. Part of me is thinking, oh, man, I just made a manicure-pedicure appointment for tomorrow, and I'm not going to be able to make it now because this is, so again, my ego and my swelled head and, you know. So I get up the walkway, and it starts to bleed, you know. And... um so I holler to Joe. I know I need a compress. All I can think of is, Joe, I need a cloth, right? Because I'm thinking, I'm not thinking, actually. And he's like, Mom, you don't sew. What do you need cloth for, you know? And I said, I'm bleeding, you know. So he looks down, which sends him into panic mode, you know. So he goes into the house, and Mom is bleeding. She needs something bleeding. She's bleeding. Right? So he comes out with this roll of paper towels, this big old strand behind him like he's the bride or something. And, and he comes out and Rhiannon comes out, baby on her hip, and says, dude, what's she going to do with all that? She needs you to fold it up, right? So he rips it off and he's compacting it. And he has this big ball of paper towel like this. Here, mom. And so Rhiannon goes, Take care of the baby. I'm going to take care of mom, right? We get in. I'm blacking out, you know, because I'm in pain and the blood. And I sit down. I'm afraid I'm going to fall. And then the paramedics are going to have to come because the kids can't get you. All this stuff going through my brain, you know, how you get. And then I sit down and I'm hot and I say I'm hot and boo-boo's hopping around. Emma, that's a matter, Emma, that's a matter, Emma. Right, so then I say I'm hot. Joe's trying to open the windows. Rhiannon's got double locks on the windows. Then he tries to open the slider. Boo Boo thinks it's time for bubbles, and he's like, "Okay, Uncle Bo, let's do bubbles. Let's go outside and do bubbles." So he's stuck on that because that's what that means is when you open the back deck, it's time for bubbles. Just a lot going on. Teresa comes with her mom to bandage me up, and then Adam gets home from work. Rhiannon had called Gary, and he came from work, and so we got the whole, Rhiannon's house is, is a little house, but it's all right to be itty-bitty. Um, 
we got the whole living room filled with people and the lighting in there isn't good. So everybody's with their phone trying to make light for grandma to bandage me up. You know, Teresa and Rihanna take me down to Kaiser Fontana. Excellent people watching place in case you're bored on a Friday night. Anyways, what this long old story is reminded me of is I made these choices, not necessarily sinful choices, but at some point in time, you need to slow down and and consult the Lord, right? Because even after all this, we're there and we're there and um, I'm in pain and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and they asked me very nicely, would you like a flu shot? You know, and I'm thinking... <laughs> Okay, because, you know, I'm here. And so then I got all this going on and then a flu shot, which I always have a little bit of a reaction to for a few days. You know, you're sore from here to here and you're not feeling so good. And it's just a combination package, you know. Anyways, remember, stop, collaborate and listen. All right. So. My choices that that evening on into late that night, um, they didn't have dire consequences. God's good. You know, praise the Lord. I, I, I work at the camp and we have good insurance and I was able to go and my family loves me. And, and you know, I'm not for lack of, of people to come to my rescue for all these things. I'm, I am so grateful, really so grateful. I, I, I see the goodness of the Lord in my life all the time uh, and in so many different ways. Um, but still, it, it had consequences. God loved his people. He gave them a second chance in the garden and, and you know, and, and then he made a way for them to, to uh, uh, still be on earth and, you know, progressively worse they got you know, to the point where, where he has to clean everything up again, you know. But he did. He did. And so um, in reading the story of Noah, numbers in the Bible, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not worshiping numbers, but um, the Jewish people, they have a different way of, of doing things. I talked about their alphabet before and, and how, you know, the, the Psalms, um, were were more were, King David wrote the psalms, psalms and it was more than just worshiping the Lord. He used many of the psalms to teach his son, and and so um, to the Jewish people, the number forty used in um, terms of time represents a period of probation or a trial or a chastisement, and the number forty reappears in the Bible many times and. Look it up for yourself, ladies. Don't take my word for it. Because when I was reading all the commentaries, I had to flip back and forth and make sure that whatever the commentaries or uh, commentarianist, the people that were commentating, the commentators. Okay, now we had all forms of that word and still I don't think I found the right one. Um, make sure that they were being true and correct. So do be Bereans. And um, so it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days after that, Noah opened the window and sent out the raven. 
The Israelites took 40 days to spy out the land in Canaan. As a result of that, the Israelites spent 40 years in the wilderness, one day, one year for each day. Um, there was 40 years between Jesus' crucifixion and the destruction of Jerusalem. After killing the Egyptian, Moses fled to Midian, where he spent 40 years in the desert tending flocks. Moses spent 40 days on the mount. Remember, he went up to, to um, the mountain. He spent 40 days on the mountain with God twice. Yes. The Old Testament law specifies that the maximum number of lashes a man can receive for a crime is 40. All right. Jonah declared to Nineveh that in 40 days their city would be overturned. And so the people re- repented and God spared the city. Jesus was tempted by Satan after fasting for 40 days. Jesus spent 40 days with his disciples after his resurrection. In the Old Testament, many judges judged for 40 years. Both Saul and King David reigned for 40 years. Goliath strutted twice a day for 40 days in front of the Israelites before David took care of business. Israel served the Philistine for 40 years before Samson's birth and his deliverance, and still he grew up and made bad choices. So, that's just a little tidbit. Those are the things that interest me, is the little tidbits. Stories of the Great Flood can also be found in Greek mythology, Lithuanian mythology, for you, my friend Kendall. Transylvanian legend. The Sacramento Indians also have a story of the Great Flood. And the Chinese have a story of the Great Flood. So it's not just here in the Hebrew land. I mean, it's been documented many other places and many other cultures. Not the same story, but still, something big happened. And somebody, you know, that somebody as we know to be the God Most High, Lord Almighty, um, cause this to happen oh this is exciting to me the grand canyon no doubt was formed by a great flood and next year at this very moment or next week sorry got stuck on those 40 years <laughs> next week at this very moment i will be at the grand canyon yes gary and i are going to a celebrate anniversary so i'm excited about that i've never been and um, we're going to get a narrated tour, and no doubt they'll try to tell us thousands and billions and trillions of years ago. And um, so anyways, but I know the truth. We know the truth. The world is, uh, is, views things much different than we do. And um, Hollywood portrayed, oh, so uh, about a month back, right? You guys know that big, Noah movie with, uh, who was the guy in Gladiator? Russell Crowe. So we didn't go see it at the theater because we had been told, you know, it's not legit, you know. But we were, one one night, you know, they got that big poster at the video store there. We don't have cable TV or, or satellite dish or any of that stuff. We watch movies. And so I was like, babe, just for entertainment purposes, Let's just watch that movie because it was supposed to be pretty epic, right? Russell Crowe in it, big money. And 
I'm thinking, okay, we know, we know the the bits and the pieces and the details and the and and the true story of Noah. So let's just get it. And dude, it's like through this whole study, I I was having anxiety about teaching on this study because I can't get those stupid rock guys with the glowing. It was like Transformers meets the Flintstones, and I'm like. Like, who? I mean, you had to be doing, smoking a lot of reefer to think that this was okay, right? Anyways, I got over that. I sit down. I prayed about it. And I was thinking, you know, definitely, even if that movie hits the $5 bin, not for us. Not for us. So, Hollywood portrays this, this flood as a vengeful God instead, uh, uh, an act of a vengeful God instead of a clean start. And and I found many times, you know, it it always uh, the world openly mocking God. We talked about this this morning, and and it always struck me funny. Many years ago, my oldest boy um, Jimmy, he's very good with his hands, and he wanted to make this ark. Right. And so up the street from where we lived, there was um, some ladies that are are they like women. And so my kids living on the same street, they befriended these, you know, the, the, the ladies would would have Jimmy sweep or rake or whatever. And they would. And I think that we as Christians are not to hide ourselves away. You know, how are people going to know who we are and what we stand for and that we're not big old freaks and we're not hateful if we don't influence them? Right. So I had talking with these talked with these ladies several times. I mean, educated women, business women. They were always good to my kids. And, you know, and and so Jimmy asked this lady to help him to make the ark. And part of me prayed all the way through this process. And I wish I still had it to show you guys because it really was phenomenal work. Um, and I prayed through this whole thing because I'm thinking, okay, the rainbow, the rainbow, which God gave as a sign to us that he would never again flood the earth because of its immorality, because of its, you know, and, and many of these sins that were occurring at the time and that still occur today were sexual sins. Because of man's and women's lustfulness. And so Jimmy spent this time with this lady building this ark. And I prayed the whole time that this would minister to her. Because as they were building the ark, Jimmy knew the story of the ark and what it was all about. And we know the story of the rainbow, that it was a promise from the Lord that he would cover us and that he would never again flood the earth because of man's yuckiness. Right. Well, the homosexual world has taken the rainbow for their banner. You know, outside of my house, I have the marine flag flying. It, it, it reminds me that my son and, and his co-laborers need to be prayed for every day. We have the American flag flying right out here because we're Americans. So they took that and they twisted it and they took it as their very own to mean I don't know, equality or, or whatever. But, you know, we know the, the true meaning of the rainbow. Um, also, in, in Googling 
um, my son that is a Marine, he got me a tablet so I can Google stuff for my study now, which came in very, I was, I wrote my study with my left hand and I started out a lefty, but I'm not so much a lefty anymore in case you were wondering because I can't write with my right hand. And um, so I'm Googling this and I Google the 40 days and the 40 nights. My thought was, you know, I knew that the number 40 reoccurs in the Bible many times. But when I Googled 40 days and 40 nights, came up a movie. So, you know, first it just shows 40 days and 40 nights. I'm thinking, I don't remember that movie. It must be a new movie because I haven't been to the movies. Well, it was a movie from like 2005. And it wasn't about Noah. And it wasn't about Jesus. And it wasn't about the Israelites or anything to do with anything like that. It was this dude that broke up with his chick. And then he tells his homies that he's going to abstain from any kind of sexual pleasures for 40 days and 40 nights. And then, you know, the write-up on it was just, it went from bad to worse. And... But it had the name, 40 Days and 40 Nights. Everybody knows you associate the 40 Days and the 40 Nights with biblical events. But Hollywood took that and uh, twisted it around, perverted it a little bit. So be aware of these things that, you know, that we will be mocked and will be, you know, the world, the enemy, the prince of uh, the air will twist things up on you. And that's why you have to be Bereans and you have to... Uh, know what your Bible says. Um, again, Hollywood portray, portrayed the the flood as, oh, you know, God's up there. Um, I more see it as a washing, you know. And everybody knows, scrub your flippers and your toes. As you keep on getting wetter, you'll be feeling so much better, right? A good bath, a good shower. A bubble bath. Teresa's got a jacuzzi tub. These are all things that are very good, right? So, the Lord washes us as well. Because it's good. There are many verses about being washed in the Bible. Some are literal for health purposes. You know, the the ceremonial washing of the hands. And um, some portray to our hearts to have a a clean heart. My favorite is Psalms 51.2. And it reads... Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. And the song goes deep within, right? And um, we need the Lord to make us clean from the inside out because he's the only one that can. You know, I can I can try to be as good as, as I can be, but really it's the only the only one that, that can make that happen is is the Lord and, and make it stick. Jesus washed his disciples' feet of how to how we are to be um, humble and, and to serve each other. And so, if we are Christians, it means that we want to be like Jesus. And so, we are to humbly serve each other. Ephesians five twenty six calls husbands to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her again, washed her. By the washing of the water of the word. Um, I'm blessed enough to have a husband that, that now he knows that he can't just correct me. He needs to correct me with the word and, and to do it nicely. And, and then I'll receive it. Um, 
Genesis 6-9 tells us Noah walked with God, meaning he spent his whole day with God. When you walk a few years back, I told you about my Uncle George, and if there was a problem in the family, he would say, That means the word that whoever had the trouble was going to take a little walk with Uncle George, and they were going to talk about it. Because in your travels, even you know, running Joe to school or from practice, we have time to fellowship. We have time to talk. You know, it used to be the family vacations you would take, and everybody would be in the car, and you'd be all packed in with the dog and everything and everything. But that was time spent together. This is how Noah was with the Lord. He took him every place. I mean, not like the Lord can't go any place he wants to, anyways. But it's different when you say, "Hey, you want to go with me?" That means that you're willing to spend time. It was, it was on Noah's part and it was on the Lord's part. The Lord wants to be part of our lives. And he loves it when we want him to come with us. He desires that. As much as I was thrilled for my kids to be needing me, the Lord feels even more than I can feel, right? And he wants, he desires to be with us. First John 1 John 1.7 tells us, if we walk in the light, and now we're going on another, this is a DC Talk song, by the way, way back in the day before, before the one dude was with that other band, and then there was Toby Mac, and then there was, it was DC Talk back when I was up and coming. First um, John 1 John 1.7 tells us, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. So check that. Not only do we get to to kick back and to take a little trip with the Lord. But if we are, I love Jesus, Ruth loves Jesus, that means that we have fellowship together. That's our common denominator. That's the glue that binds us together. It doesn't matter. If I'm short and stout and she is so beautiful, it doesn't matter. She loves me. She sees me with the eyes of the Lord. I don't have to be just like her. There you go. We don't. We all are diverse, but because of the common denominator of the Lord, we can have sweet fellowship. I tell you what, I have a big family. I have a big blood family, right? But I look around and I see some ladies in here that I have been through struggles with, that I have had a lot of laughs with, that I have spent many wonderful years and have many beautiful memories with, and it's not because, you know, Ooh, I'm Leanne, I'm so great. You know, everybody loves me. It's because we have the common denominator of the Lord and because that's our common bond. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus washes us from our sins. So you see, as Jesus, as the Lord God washed the earth with the water and we can be cleansed, by the word, and if you have Jesus in your heart, he shed his blood to wash away our sins. And once he washes it, it's like he sprays some stuff, you know, on it, and it, the dirt doesn't penetrate it anymore. If you stay close to him, if you stay close to him, sin has a hard time getting to you, but you need to stay focused. Did, did, was that able to load up? Okay, as as some of you know, I, I was raised bluegrass, and I love the music. 
And so there's a, a old hymn that's been redone a couple of times. And um, this one is uh, Earl Scruggs. He's kind of like the, you know, like the godfather of bluegrass. And so I was Googling through on YouTube yesterday, and I found this one. And, and uh, I just love it. Clap along. Sing the song if you know it. And I hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, let's pray real quick because this, this little video will, will, uh, will close us out. And Father God, I just I, uh, I thank you for, um, Lord, for your word being alive and, and being true. Lord, I thank you for, for all of these ladies, Lord, and I thank you that um, you wash us white as snow. And Lord, I thank you for your sacrifice that I would um, be able to be here in the midst of all these beautiful women and that one day I can be with you and, uh, and be able to uh, just be with the people that have gone on before me. In Jesus' name, and all God's ladies said, Amen. And amen. All right.